listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead! With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. <laughs> Gore is love, baby. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that appreciates the unique utility of a guitar wielding ice cream man my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're heading to the basement of our local alamo draft house so we may look into the future and talk all of the horrific offerings and freaky festivities going on there in the month of october and if you like freaky things like this podcast you don't have to look to the future to find us all you need to do is to simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your no-talking or text hole. And if you're out on the social media, you can find us on Twitter, uh, we're at that Nightmare Junk, and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead, and of course, uh, if you're in the Kansas City area, or maybe even in the Midwest area, mm-hmm. it's really important to follow us on Facebook, because genius, what goes on there? How are you going to keep up with the shenanigans, and now... It's the perfect time for shenanigans because it's shenanigan season. We are definitely in the uh, the the on onset of shenanigan season, and actually, Kansas City Horror Club has a few things. Oh yeah, with a few shenanigans. I know um, on October fifth, Genius, what is going on with the Kansas City Horror Club? Oh, this is going to be so much fun. We are having a good old fashioned double feature horror movie at the drive-in at the Twin Drive-in in Independence. We are showing Nightmare on Elm Street three. And American Werewolf in London. It's going to be rad. And then, then even beforehand, there's going to be all these spooky vendors and wares, like a swap and shop, but with horror crafters and stuff. And it's $10 a carload. It is so much fun because, again, you basically get to gear up on all your favorite freaky horror stuff beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then you get to enjoy it with two wonderfully awesome, horrifically horror films. And I'm really good with our restraint with the Nightmare on Elm Street 3. No one Dream went, Warriors! There it is. No, okay, so... Actually, I got news about it. We are officially almost twice as big as we were last year. We're going to have over 25, almost 30 vendors. Nice. Just just with all sorts of goodies. And we're not vetting, but we've been like, okay, you're cool. That's cool stuff. And so everything's going to be pretty fucking slick. So I'm really excited. About it. This is my baby, and I've been working on it, and I'm really looking forward to it. I know there is another one, kind of a little art event coming up. Yes, that's actually coming up this weekend. And September 9th, we are hosting the a created studios and we're going to be making the nightmare three house the one where she's making with the paper mache and stuff question no we're not having coca-cola or diet coke and folgers crystals fuck all that noise i mean it's byob so if you bring it we're not going to stop you but i'm not fucking <laughs> drinking that. it's gnarly <laughs> Have you ever tried that off of a co- tangent? Of course not. No, no, no I've way. I've always been tempted ever since I saw the first. I'm like, does that really work? Does well, you know, we have a friend away? that can probably make this happen for us, you know, and if she's listening in, Abby, <laughs> yeah. Genius has actually called you out at this point. No, I don't. I don't. First of all, I don't <laughs> drink Diet Coke. <laughs> well, that does. Uh, that is uh, in the month of September and October. And it's really funny, as this episode is going to be released on September 6th, it wasn't, oh God, like September 1st, immediately on social media, you start hearing people going, oh, we're only a month away from October. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's already hitting the vibe. And, you know, especially the people we 
we run with here. It's officially the Halloween season. You know how like November is kind of like the Christmas season, even though Christmas is not exactly. until fucking the end of the month. Yeah, I officially it is officially the Halloween season now. It's it. the most wonderful time of the year. And if anyone is going to be able to say that it is the Minister of Sinister, the one and only Genius McGee. But if we are going to be talking about all the uh, the horrors that are coming up at the Alamo Draft House, whether it be in September or in October, oh yeah, there's one of two people we usually want to make sure we're talking to. And as it turns out, we got them both. We did indeed get them both. Now, if you're if you're having fun at the Draft House, it is because of this particular individual. All the horror, the action, the romance, the documentaries, all of those things. Yes, you, you can turn around all you want. The squiggly daily. Even yeah. So yeah, good, bad, ugly, indifferent. It does not matter. It is because of her. Uh, she is the creative director of the Draft House. She is a host, and she is also still my favorite person. To watch a movie with absolutely regardless you know horror or not welcome back to nightmare junkhead with amber solomon alamo solomon oh. I like that. Solomon. there we go alan mo solomon that is your spirit animal maybe i'm not sure at this point patronus but i don't you, know what are the kids calling more patron days? than patron <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's not a bad zombie nope. yeah metal album no. Patrona, Patronus. Yeah, more Patronus than Patronus. No, it's there not going to go. work. That's the next installment of Evil Dead. There we go. <laughs> oh, don't say it. He can hear you now. He'll make it happen. Now, uh, we got one half of our uh, t- uh, Terror Tuesday uh, t- duo here. And the other half, of course, if you are on Tuesdays, you can find him hosting t- uh, Terror Tuesday. He's also the host of uh, a little podcast called Horrorversary, which I know is on its way back. Please welcome back again to Nightmare Junkhead, Adrian Torres. Thanks for having me. I, I just wanted to step in for a second when you were mentioning the, the drink. A little shout out to Betty Ray's, the wonderful ice cream place. For a period of time, I think they still might have it. They had a drink that was called the Cold Fusion. And it was you chose a scoop of whatever ice cream you wanted. And then it was a soda. And then it was cold brew coffee mixed together. So that's part of the way there. Maybe not the Folgers crystals, but it's part of the way there. So you can make it happen, but maybe not. And without the gag factor for the most part. Well, I'm looking at Genius right now. There's already a gag factor going on just describing it. Soda and ice cream and coffee, I'm not sold. I kind of... Some people like their food mixed. Yeah. I do, but I don't like my drinks really... Oh, so so you're saying that you're okay with a chocolate chip cookie that's got ketchup on it? I've eaten... I didn't say I'm okay with it. I've eaten one, but I'm not okay <laughs> We both have. We, we survived that. It won't kill you, children. Yeah, it won't kill you. Sophisticated palate or not, uh, before we get into all the good stuff here, please tell our <laughs> listeners where can they find you both on the social media. Uh, please plug and promote away. Well, if you want to see pictures of my cats <laughs> or me playing PlayStation with my cats and my turd head dog, um, at Charity Blame on Instagram, Amber Solomon on Facebook, and Charity Blame on Twitter. Um, but for Alamo cool stuff that has, uh, you know, life and luster and beyond cats at Alamo Casey, Alamo, Kansas City on Facebook and at Alamo Casey on Twitter. Your cats are fucking cute, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jean Valjean's adoption day. Oh, Jean Valjean is adorable. You're also talking about social media. So, yes, cats and dogs oh, yeah, rule sometimes more than, than well, movies I don't know or if my else. dog rules the internet more than like cowers on the corner and piddles a little no, bit. No, but other and people. And then shows his teeth. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it doesn't matter what your animals do. Sounds animals. like our Saturday nights, man. People will watch it. <laughs> oh, hi, Mom. And then uh, Adrian? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Yo Adrian Taurus and then Horrorversary, which will be updating soon with. Um, all the episodes that are going to be coming out in the next month and a half, just at Horrorversary. 
Well, if you've listened to the podcast for any spell at this point, um, I've been kind of plugging, promoting Terror Tuesday a lot. Not only, yeah, I know, I know, but not only just because, yeah, I just, it's something I've grown to really, I, I look forward to it. It's one of those, and especially early on in the week, that's the thing that really gets me through. <laughs> you know, everyone usually is looking for the weekend. At this point, I'm looking towards Tuesdays, and I want to thank you both for, oh my God, I cannot believe some of the films I've seen up on the big screen now, thanks to you guys. Your uh, Tuesdays with them is my Wednesdays wait, with them. And we'll, we will definitely yeah, get into that. So I want, Yeah, definitely. He's thanking you. I want to thank you guys, too, right now. <laughs> oh, that was my whole like mission. Is I hated Tuesdays. Tuesdays always been the worst day of the week. And now it doesn't feel so bleak anymore. As Monday, you just bite your lip and you get through. Wednesday is hump day. And then it goes on and goes on until you get to the weekend. But Tuesday has absolutely nothing to offer ever. But now we have horror movies late at night, so we can get through. And then, yeah, you have to get up early Wednesday morning. You just have an extra shot of coffee and, and uh, coke in it, and coke in it, or as you know, the kids call it, monster. Is, is just that... for Kyle, right? <sighs> as he punches holes in walls, Tucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and we definitely I've seen kind of a, a familiar group, a family, a communal experience happening, growing there, and I think ultimately. You know, all of all four of us host a lot of films on top of everything else at the Draft House. And I think there's if there's a common through line with everything is we all enjoy that experience you get from seeing a movie in a theater with people, whether it's the first time they're seeing something or it's the millionth time or if it's, you know, they've seen it a bazillion times, but seen it on the, you know, the big screen for the first time in theater four. It's a good freaking theater to see it in. So I mean, that's one of my favorite things is is asking people like who's seeing this movie for the first time. And you can have a film that that has a big cult following and, you know, is 30 years old. And you're like, everybody knows this one. Everybody is good. And then you see like half the theater or 75 percent goes up and you're like, oh, this is going to be a good time. This is the craziest thing. Yeah, I I love it when that happens. Not to transition, but we hosted a a sleepaway camp and movies like that. And especially with some of the things that you've shown at Terror Tuesdays, the fact that you know what surprises are coming. Yet who's seen this for the first time? You're like, oh, shit, you guys are in for a ride now. That's like the best feeling. My, My favorite part of that and you guys have experienced this, too, is when you see those hands go up and you're like, I'm going to take a moment here. I'm going to apologize to mm-hmm, some of you mm-hmm. because I know it's coming and there's a chance that you might be surprised by the things that come off the screen at you. Literally and figuratively. Exactly. If people are still coming after body melt, I think we're fine, <laughs> quite honestly. And that's another one that was just a just a mind melter on the big screen. <sighs> yeah. But speaking of mind melters here, we wanted to go ahead and talk about the remaining Terror Tuesday and specialty programming that is horror related here in the month of September as we build into the month of October uh, and as unfortunately we can we'll just say this as this episode is being released on a Friday creep show will have already happened Ed Harris will have danced his way across the screen people you know, will be shooting off cans of raid the moment they get home guy lunk heads abound we'll, we'll all be holding our breath a very long time so we'll know that screening went well but that next Tuesday on the 10th and this is one that oh. I can't believe I get to see, I'm going to say, I get to see on the big screen, because this is one I bought the Blu-ray on back in the day, sight unseen, mostly because of the extra, the the Grindhouse documentary that came on it. Uh, speaking of Grindhouse, this is a Grindhouse uh, release, but Amber, Adrian, what are we seeing on uh, September 10th? Pieces. I've what? never seen it before. Pieces. Okay, so Amber. Yes. What's it like? What, what do you know of Pieces? Uh... 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not Texas Chainsaw Massacre? It's exactly what you think it is. Okay. It has some of the all-time great taglines. Yes. I cannot wait to see your reaction because this is one I knew by <sighs> reputation only. But um, genius to have you. Are you no, familiar? No, I have you, never you seen need, You need to come. And, and not just you, but for everybody. Because I've, I've been prefacing it that there's plenty of things that we're going to be talking about tonight that we're going to be showing. There's plenty of wonderful things that you guys have in secret that people are going to be showing. I know for a fact that this will be one of the weirdest, most over-the-top, most insulting, uh, goriest ridiculous films that people will see and as i have mentioned every every week at terror tuesday since we announced this film a couple weeks back is that it has one of those the most beguiling startling and hilarious endings you will see in a film this year it still sticks with me today and i can't wait for a packed theater yeah to just have that what the fuck moment at the end it's one of those films that truly plays on the wait why what kind of motif where you're just you're constantly <laughs> like upping and the the crazy ante and a lot of it comes to i know with like the translation issues yes. that were going on at the yes. time and you know, listen i can just say this as a fan of all these things but i like the context you give with a lot of the intros with terror tuesday and again i think not only are we cultivating a lot of people that are coming together but i think also ultimately what's kind of cool is kind of not necessarily educating the community out there but adding context which is i think what everyone does as a host they add their own flavor to everything but again that's something i look forward to be it the pre-show but the 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 writing-like structure of the intros and just what you <laughs> add to that. So I'm curious to see how people play with pieces because it is, it's wacky. Oh, I'm so excited to see it for people. I think people were, weren't were sure what it was going to be when I first mentioned it because there was kind of silence and I was like, no, that's that that's all you need. Just buy a ticket for it. And then one of my favorite things about Terror Tuesday is that we have a wonderful little about 30-second video, I think that's how long it is, that plays... Uh, that month to kind of show everybody what's going to be coming. And it's a whole bunch of great cultivated clips. And the end of this month has the the bastard scene from it's... from Pieces, which every time it plays, people all of a sudden you hear them be like, wait, wait what? What, what, what is that? And just laughing. And so when I go to, do, to, to mention everything we have playing, I say that bastard scene is from Pieces. And that should sell you alone. Yeah, yeah. that three-second clip gives you enough, wait, what wait, What am I watching kind of thing here. Now, save your energy, though, because then... Wait, the does this movie need to be behind a bead curtain? Yes. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. It's part Within of that the... 70s slash 80s Italian sleazoid. So, Theater 4 is going to be Theater 42nd. Yes. <laughs> is that what that is? Yes. That's exactly what this movie is. When, awesome! When, when people... There's a reason why this was one of the first Blu-rays that was put out by Grindhouse releasing, yep. because it's completely emblematic of everything that you think of in your mind when you think of those films, you know, from the Grindhouse era. This is it. This is that what that movie is. Sweet! Yeah, there's a lot to be said of, uh, you know, I'm proud to say of films I've seen up on the big screen because you guys, you know, uh, Bird with the Crystal Plumage, very classy, The Haunting, uh, Mario Bava, and now we get pieces. So, yeah, if you if this is your first time coming out, oh, imagine this is someone's first Terror Tuesday and coming out for pieces. You 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 get the <laughs> the, the salty sweet and then the rancid sour. Oh, well, like I said, like I said, save your energy because then the next week, definitely make this a, a double feature uh, right before on Terror Tuesday. And again, promoting all the good things horror here on September 17th. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for this. One simple word. Pom. Pom. 
Exactly. This and is going to be now, great. Now, don't forget, you guys, you got to do the uh, the motion with it as well Pump. for it to truly work. Mm-hmm. You got to stay calm. <sighs> Dead calm. Dead calm. <laughs> this is a film. Sorry, I'm That's sorry. Okay. I no, no, no. Calm, had to call out Billy uh, Zane. We appreciate any kind of a good early one like that. But no, this is definitely a film. We talk about the stress, the communal experience, seat in a theater. This is a film you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't see it on the big screen with a crowd. One Cut of the Dead is an amazing little movie. This film is easily my favorite of this year so far. And Amber, is this one, have you seen this one? No. <gasps> Again, we're not going to... This gonna will be a double feature of... Twofers yeah. on the seventeen. Okay, listen. But, but for for night. one cut of the dead, uh, it, it's it, it's a movie that I love, and I will see it a million times in the theater. Yeah, because of of that communal experience. I saw it at Fantastic Fest last year. I didn't see the first showing. I saw the second one. It was the movie out of all the amazing things that played at Fantastic Fest. Everyone was yelled at after it showed, saying you have to see this the second time. I had a movie that I had to see for review and was able to get a screener for it and said okay I'm going I'm going to it I had no idea what it was people just told me very little about it I saw it and was like holy shit mm-hmm. this is the greatest thing in the world when I got back I talked to Adam and uh, Adam who runs the Screenland Armor was like hey what's is there anything that we should possibly try to get for Panic Fest and I always give him at least one to two movies a year a couple of years ago Tigers Are Not Afraid was, was the film and so this last year it was One Cut of the Dead and he sent me a message when he goes we got your movie and so when it came to Panic Fest he's like do you do you want to do the intro and I was like yes I will how many do we have I will intro every single one just because I want to be there for every single experience to see everything that happens with an audience so when I saw that it was coming to Alma Draft House, I'm like yes I need to get everybody mm-hmm. and we need to, to come out for it it's actually the night of my third wedding anniversary and my wife said I want to go see this and I was like are you, are you sure it's our, nice. it's our wedding anniversary I host that night it's a Tuesday and she's like it's okay it's the Alamo Oh. So That's one one cut of the dead. So happy. One cut of the dead yeah, has has that power yeah. that you you want to see the you moment you see it. it. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was about to say the moment you finish the movie, you want to watch it again. You want to grab people on the street and, and say, like, "We need to see this movie because it's a movie lovers movie." Yes. And the le- the less you know about yeah. it, and the yeah. absolute best. It's so what was just, the next thing? It's, yeah, no, then right? that's just it. That's <laughs> just let us skip yeah, it because it's wonderful. Yeah. No, it's it is a lot of fun. Now speaking of one that's going to be kind of a very interesting palate cleanser after one <laughs> cut of the dead we have the classic and you know if you go back to our last episode genius had a chance to talk midsummer with uh the blonde in front katie glidewell and i believe you referred once to it as the, the millennial vicar man exactly midsummer. and if you want to go back reverse engineer which i think a lot of people will though and that's what i would i'm give, hoping i'm hoping they do i yeah. think he'll to see a superior movie superior or not come and check out to see what he was riffing on the original is the i believe 1973 yeah just just hammer classic the wicker man not uh, not the bees exactly not not nicholas cage christopher <laughs> lee there's there's a difference. Both of them have different. both of them have crazy hairstyles <laughs> yes. in each of the Wicker Man movies, but still Christopher Lee. And this is another one that is going to be my first time on the big screen. Oh. This is one that I saw back, in, and this is actually one I saw when I was living in Lawrence, and I rented it out over at Liberty, and I was just kind of going through all the cult horror, whether it be like literal cult horror or in this <laughs> case. Now again, Amber, this is going to be your first time as well. Then my first time. Ooh. What? So what do you? Again, what do you know of this particular film? Uh, there's some mask and there's a giant 
wickered dude. Uh-huh. The titular character? Yeah, and <laughs> I assumed what I know from Burning Man is they're going to set it on fire. See? And again, that's a total, I've seen that kind of thing. You've yeah. seen enough of it that yeah, to I've know what that. it is. The one good thing about the Wicker Man remake was I reversed engineered to the original. Because so, <laughs> the, the, the Nicolas Cage one's a goddamn comedy. It is. I mean, I just watch <laughs> it. I think, I think Neil movie. Jordan would probably uh, take umbrage with that. Neil LeBute? Neil LeBute, sorry. Yeah. Now, well, if he, uh, all, all the has, deals have it's not my fault. He made a comedy. That yeah. shit's funny as hell. It's, Whatever. Neil Jordan still owes me uh, the Borgias. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Again, well, I'll, just you know, read your history. It's not the same. Jeremy Irons wasn't in my history book. Labute's the I'm one who, who who doesn't like Paul Rudd. Yes, yeah, the Shape of Things is <laughs> another problematic film. All his entire filmography, I have some. There's some weird issues going on there. With it's a different podcast, but yeah, no, it's completely no. But definitely check out the Wicker Man if you want to go to the original, the one that builds up to the ending that everyone knows. But there's no lemonade, so but exactly, there isn't. A, you're safe <laughs> to drink you, the you lemonade. You don't need to rebuke the the Labute. No, the and then the you, how long have you been sitting on that one? <laughs> Just thirty seconds. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> and then the following Tuesday, uh, we're actually technically what's great is you are bookending the month of September with horror anthologies. Oh, it, it's it's so good because not only is it horror anthologies, it's Stephen King and George Romero mm-hmm. horror anthologies because we're we're showing because it's of course we've got you know it chapter two that's coming out and then of course in. Uh, I don't know how many weeks, but in November you've got Doctor Sleep, so you've you've got a big, you know, Stephen mm-hmm. King coming home to roost, and and strangely enough, at um, at Fantastic Fest where I'll be in a couple weeks, they've got the newest uh, Vincenzo Natale uh, movie uh, in the Tall Grass, huh. which is based off of Stephen King. So it's it's literally a year where you've got a whole bunch of Stephen King. So Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, which is criminally underrated yes it, it, it's underrated and underseen i think tales from the dark side is a fantastic little anthology that deserves the right to be creep show three absolutely yeah. and this is the one i believe amber you were this I is kind of your love this movie yeah. i want to be blondie with a kitchen and a kid trapped and <laughs> waiting to be ba- basted in my oven I love children, for the record. I, I, I love, yeah. Especially they're very with vers- barbecue sauce. Yeah, see, they're versatile. You can bake them. You saute them. Yeah. They are the uh, The, the meat is succulent. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely one, if you have not seen this in a while, it plays pretty well. In fact, it was one of our like first 10 episodes I think we did back in the day. You remember that great story we have? Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if, There's two Tales from the Dark Side stories. So the first one, Greg had a cat named Kitty. Okay. Uh, rest your soul. God bless indeed, your soul. Indeed. She, she, we had a very uneasy alliance because she <laughs> loved to just fuck with me and jump at the most inappropriate times, especially because I have that thing with things that scurry and animals. Well, the, we're watching Tales from the Dark Side down in here in the basement, and it's right at the part where the cat jumps out of the uh, spoilers, <laughs> jumps out of the mouth, right? And at that exact moment, Kitty jumps on my lap and I go, right? Because it was like the total William Castle. Look at my butthole, Jay. Right? No, not even that. Just like, and I'm like, it was the cat. The cat. The feline. Yeah. (laughs) She she had this just innate, 
wonderful ability. Timing was impeccable. And I think it was because she loved you. Yeah. It was one of those love-hate things. No, it was fantastic. Um, But ultimately, that'll close out the month of September on Terror Tuesday. But specifically, there's a special event that's happening in September that I am truly excited for. And this is one of those, again, bucket list items, you know, certain movies you need to see on the big screen. But then we're lucky enough sometimes where not only do we get to see things on the big screen, but because of people like Amber, we are pulling in people that are attached to the film. Some are the directors, writers, or some star in it, such as I Drink Your Blood with the one and only Lynn Lowry in attendance. I get to drive her to and from Topeka. I've already like made a, like, a little secret post-it of bullet points of things I should talk to talk about and don't talk about. I've already like started curating playlists like, what do you play for somebody like this? Oh my God. Like, well, I drink your blood. She didn't talk much. Maybe she won't talk much here. I don't know. Although that's a movie. Uh, much anxiety. What, what's the, what's on, uh, what could we throw the out Lynn for a playlist? playlist? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, um, let's see here. Because, you know, I. The Tommy well, soundtrack? Heart. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. Let's that's see. good. That's okay. That's okay. We don't necessarily have to do it, but. Chumbawamba. Uh, Maneater. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we there go. We go. Oh, there it is. Here she comes. But so, yeah, that's going to be happen on September twenty first. <laughs> and I, it, what's exciting is this is you're going to be doing the Q and A with her. I'm going to be doing the Q and A. Yes, you are. Yeah. Ah. You've got this. You've got this. Yeah. Put it out there. Say it. Say it. If we can blindly stumble our way through many Q and As, we you you got this. Yeah, but that's what you guys are here for. I get to pawn that off on you so i can just be like i'm the instagram taker ah but it's one thing though when you are personally requested by miss lowry that in itself is kind of rad how did that how did that initially feel when that happened Uh, i had a moment i got (laughs) verklempt i had a moment and then immediately you you know i'm a virgo so i i do lists and all kinds of lists and was like well okay this is the all the possible things that could go wrong and this is all the possible things that could go right but basically i want to focus on um talking about women in horror in general and how things have changed for genre programming and women starring in and being participated or uh, participating in genre film and then also the revival that there's kind of been going around in the past 10 15 years of all genre film and people being hungry for it again for a while it was just yeah okay we'll just stick with mainstream and then now all of a sudden there's just been like well hey there's this obscure vhs that my grandpa and my dad had in the basement you should watch it and i want to keep curating that and i think i drink your blood is as we talked about a couple movies to do and i think i drink your blood out of all the movies that lynn lowry has been a part of that's the one that needs to be seen rabies and meat pies i mean and, and you know, just think about the culinary combinations that you can put together <laughs> here where they drink or, you know, something that we just feast upon as it is. You know, you said something that uh, how genre was overlooked for a time. And mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. I think for a while their genre was even the mention of the genre, the type of movies, it was just seemed like it was sleazy or the kind of stuff that you wouldn't show. And then they would still make them. That's where you're finding these great little gems. And the genre resurgence, so I think we're all the better for the fact that, like you said, we are hungry for genre. There is an audience for this genre. So, well, I mean, it, it's it's an interesting thing that that comes up a lot uh, these days, and when, when it comes to art, and lots of people make the comment about when you when, when you have certain things that are going on in the world where people feel either alienated or afraid or or lonely or or, or whatever have you, that they start looking to the past mm-hmm. and. 
there's something about horror that people can find solace in. You know, I, I know that I, I'm not I'm not meaning to go on a tangent or anything, but you, on this show, we yeah. never go on tangents. Well, no, no. But you, you have lots of people who are who are trying to look at uh, certain things that are violent or whatever and saying that's what's causing people yeah. to, to go out and do it. And it's not so much that people are seeking out that stuff to watch it because there's a catharsis in it. Mm-hmm. Not, it in lots of these movies where there is a whole bunch of blood and gore and everything, you have stuff that's working on underneath the surface. And you have people who are able to find like commonalities in that and they're able to feel better uh, about them. And so I think that's why you have a resurgence of, of lots of these movies because people are able to look at them through a different cultural lens as opposed to just the stuff that's on the surface and people are finding each other like we found each other and they're kind of building groups from that. And so they suggest these movies and they're like, hey, I went through a really dark time and this is the movie that really helped me. And then it kind of grows and grows and grows for all these other people who who have that commonality are like, oh, this this can help me, too. Right. Because uh, something you mentioned, fear is universal. Horror is universal. And the movies that stay prescient are because the situations are still universal. How many times on this show have we're like this movie from 30 years ago is still speaking exactly the same language that needs to be exactly. heard today? I just watched uh, The Running Man last night. Perfect example. <laughs> man oh man could be playing in 2019 right now and it would play no different. Mm-hmm. It's kind of frightening. But also something we talked about also is how horror can really reflect what's going on in society mm-hmm. at the yeah. time. And two movies recently that I've checked out, Ready or Not and Satanic Panic, yeah. are total reflections right now of a lot of the like the class stuff that's going on, but filtered through horror, where it is entertaining. And again, if it's not necessarily something that's hitting you over the head, you can enjoy it without the, the message. But then also you can go, okay, there's something else going on there. Which mm-hmm. was funny because with uh, Satanic Panic, uh, the great Grady Hendrix was the one who, who wrote it. And he's done, you know, books and stuff where he was mentioning that the idea for the movie was born out of the the actual satanic panic from the 80s. But it's it's not set in the time period. It's nope. set nowadays. Yep. And here you are, you know, 30, almost 40 years later. And it's still exactly the same. Those things that in his childhood, you know, were coming up that still exactly the same today. And also Women in Horror, Chelsea Stardust's uh, directorial debut, yep. which was, and it was a lot of fun. And another one seen in a theater was fantastic. So in the month of September, Creepshow, Pieces, The Wicker Man, Tales from the Dark Side, One Cut of the Dead, I Drink Your Blood with Lynn Lowry. That's in September. How in the world, how can you top that? Uh, Amber, Adrian, Terror Tuesday, all the specialty programming. Uh, what do you got for us here in the month of October? Well, it, just to kind of set it up, when we think about October, we, we look at all the crazy stuff that we're already doing throughout the year. And we just recently finished a, a summer of mainstream uh, horror movies that you can bring your friends to. October's kind of like that, but it's because we're, we're erecting a sort of Mount Rushmore, if you will, for not only the movies, but some of the directors when it comes to the horror genre, that people, even if they're not big horror fans, they know these names. They know these movies. And so you get the diehard people who've 
you know, love these movies tremendously. And then you're able to bring in a new generation, especially when it comes to the first movie that we have in there. So I'll let, I'll let you tee it up since this is your show. So. Oh, well, no, because actually it was really funny because the particular director, and this is, again, a nice little bookend that you guys are doing with uh, this particular director. Oh, but yes. we do have a rule of this podcast. There are certain <laughs> words and phrases that the first time you say them, you have to say it a certain way. For example, if I say the, uh, the movie Suspiria. Suspiria. The first time you say it, you have to whisper it. <laughs> After that, you can say Suspiria. But the film you guys are kicking off with on October 1st, uh, one Tobe Hooper. And uh, <laughs> this is a film I cannot wait to see on the big screen. But thank you for bringing Poltergeist. This oh. house is clean. <laughs> you, you guys always talk on this show about gateway, gateway horror. Yeah. And I can't think of any movie to, to start October off with. What were you going to say? No, we are going to go on a tangent here. Okay. On and, um, go for it. Gateway Horror. Yes. Thank you, first and foremost, for Harryhausen Triple Feature. We didn't have a chance <laughs> to talk that on air for that. But Gateway Horror, having watched just recently Clash of the Titans. Oh, yes, absolutely. Can we argue whether or not that would be considered a gateway horror movie? I, I Not to step into... I almost say that, uh, which was also shown as the great triple feature was I think Jason and the Argonauts I was going to say I think Argonauts bigger, is a the bigger of the Hydra exactly the Hydra exactly. <laughs> I, I, the Clash of the Titans is a great it's it a does, great thing but, but I think the Jason and the Argonauts because of the Hydra and, and the, the shrieking skeletons that still looked evil and awesome to this day and, the, mean, and the fact that you've got the harpies yeah, yes the harpies I mean, were fucking great all, all of that and you, plus you think about a movie like Jason and the Argonauts and how many different films it's influenced over the years and so, I mean, you wouldn't have elements of the great army of darkness mm, if you exactly. don't have Jason and the Argonauts. Exactly. So that I think that would be a little bit more. I, I, I would definitely say that Clash of the Titans is in there, but I think Jason and the Argonauts is the one I'd I'd put on that show. Talos freaked me out. I mean, like <laughs> even watching that, that big metal statue, because it was the special effects were bar fucking none. Yeah. And especially, I mean, they hold up to this day. Because I'm watching, we're 2019, mm-hmm. 1960-son movie, and the statues looks like he's coming to life for real. So it was amazingly wonderful. Bottom line, and again, why I mentioned before a lot of the peripheral <laughs> viewing here, watching Amber react to a lot of what was going on there, because the Harryhausen was your baby. That's my baby, yeah. I just remember watching Monster Vision and then just the older movies on TNT growing up. Uh, it just... That was a staple. I think I've always, always, always loved movies. I remember being like two years old, one years old, actually just sitting on the couch and watching Wizard of Oz just nonstop and not moving. And my mom would just be like, what is wrong with this child? (laughs) She doesn't want to go outside. She doesn't want to play. She just wants to sit and watch movies. And Harryhausen films were that. I remember watching First Men on the Moon. And just I remember when we were picking movies for the Harryhausen Mystery Marathon, I just remember seeing first men on the moon and googling it and i'm like oh my god that's the giant caterpillar movie with the big crystals i remember being five years old watching that and then with clash of the titans that's just monthly viewing at my house and then that was that was my personal copy that we watched so (laughs) 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 and then just watching jason and the argonauts on 35 that whole appreciation you can tell the age of that film and it just from production to projection and the journey that that particular film has made has just been astounding and you can see it on the print which is another reason right 35 millimeter is so relevant and so needs to be seen and experienced you what, mean what you do we go what do we call that greg just a film with character character it's got caricature um <laughs> no <laughs> 
I okay. So first of all, that was my first time seeing First Men on the Moon, and <laughs> as that was mine. movie was fucking delightful. Yeah, Gibbs, Gibbs, Gibbs. Gibbs! Gibbs! That movie was and the geese, <laughs> the geese, the geese, <laughs> better than dogs. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that movie, but the Jason the Argonauts print, like you said, it had character, but I think that's what made it more mm-hmm. magical. Yep. If it was extreme pristine, it wouldn't work because that movie it breathes, it needs the grit and the grime, it needs that sixties veneer, you know. Yeah, was, the rusted sounds that Talos make was like, is that the printer? Is that Talos? <laughs> Talos. Well, you talk about gateway and bringing you know kids into horror, and yeah. mm-hmm. quite honestly, that again, listen, was rad. exactly. Listen back to our last episode; we talked about it. But you had a chance then. What was it like interacting then with that little girl? Because obviously this was your gateway into genres as, as a little girl, but to see that passing it down, what was that like? It was. It took my breath away just to see her and Jason and the Argonauts too. And I was like, well, maybe we're taking a chance ending with Jason because, you know, it's not the most well-known Clash of the Titans has kind of got the more pomp and the more bang. And then just watching her during the Talos scene, running across the theater to go to the bathroom so she didn't miss. And she was watching the screen as she was running. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to be just like me and fall down. (laughs) And then running back after she was done to get back up to her seat. And I was like, that is why we do this. This is why Mm. we do movies. Mm. And this is why we see them in cinema. I mean, you can play all the new releases you want. And new releases are great because you see the next generation of storytellers. But you have to go back and you have to visit because Harryhausen was everything. He was one of the last true great wizards of Hollywood. And just to see all of this, like, I believe Pegasus was real for years after <laughs> yeah. seeing that. I was like, no, I saw it on TV. That's real. Um, you know, and then just like even watching creatures like Calibus. Oh. Yeah, Calibus. Well, okay. Seeing him on the big screen on theater. <gasps> where we did, did you see his little press-ons up there initially? It, did. it was great. <laughs> I was like, oh, Calabas. And I convinced the Kraken lives the, really oh, under the ocean. The demonic yeah. sea monkey. Yeah. He's that. he's one of the monsters that swims up your pee hole. He's a big <laughs> reason why I don't go in the ocean. Not the Kraken, the Clendathu. Poseidon, I, you know, watching it on TV, I just thought he Underwater? was just standing there and he was cranking something. I was like, oh my God, he's actually opening he's like, the gate. That's just, it's those little things that you don't notice when you're watching on your home, home screen. Mm-hmm. And then you come watch it in a theater and you're like, oh dear God. Yeah. Calibus got press on. <laughs> it was, you know, it, he's really not that ugly. I mean, he's kind of cute. And Ten he's points to a, Gryffindor. Yeah, I guess. He's, like he's, he's, yeah. He's he's got an angsty thing going on. Yeah. Come on, we've all had our demonic phases at one point or another. Yeah. yeah. No, it was. It's just one of those things. Like I said, he I said the swamp was the cure. He, <laughs> Mark. And remember, <laughs> he's 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 looking at astral projections of you. The, right. Oh, and oh, yeah, that's well. But but nineteen eighty one Harry Hamlin. But the score, I think, was the other thing that I Fucking totally epic. forgot about. Oh my god! It's same with Jason. Just yes. To, yes. Uh, even when they're just cruising around on the Argos. Dun. So if you are looking to get your kids into horror, Harryhausen is probably one of the great, uh, mm-hmm. great ways too. But ob- obviously, I think Poltergeist, Poltergeist as well. Yeah. Yes, because I mean, it's, it still here. terrifies. 
it terrifies children and yes. adults alike. There's it, still moments that people, you know, that you see crop up on the the scariest moments of the all clown, time. The clown, the tree. When yeah. she falls down into the pool that they're digging, and they all start sprouting up, yeah. I'm like, that's that's yeah. bare minimum special effects, and I'm terrified. They came from so, India. No, it ain't special effects. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. practical. Yeah. I was gonna say, speaking of skeletons, <laughs> right? that's all I'll say. Is, oh. But but yeah, we we felt that that was the the best way to start because it's October and you've got plenty of people who have kids even though it's late yeah. October is kind of the the excuse cheat month for everyone that hey yep. we can go out and see this it's a it's a horror movie we've got Halloween coming out we can stay out late we can see this movie together so bring out your kids and I think this is a film that is a great way because it's also charming because there's yes. a scene in here where as a kid I initially thought that they were in their bedroom and she was smoking a cigarette <laughs> as it turns out I watched this film about four years ago you know it's such it's a casual pot smoking scene but it's great because she's lighting up and he's reading like this book on Reagan yes. and they don't have to say anything but it tells you everything you need to go about this family and that's the thing you're invested in this family you know when mm-hmm. you see this as a film you're just like oh you're you you want you're worried about the freelings so i'm glad you guys are kicking off everything with that it is and then also a melding of practical and digital with the effects in yeah. this film yes oh i've always liked the monster in the closet the ghost thing that looked like it came out of ghostbusters yeah mm-hmm. but richard Enlin. yeah the scene, yeah one scene that always like i was like uh, i always dug is when at the very beginning the daughter's getting cat called by all the uh uh yeah, by all by all the things, and she's just like, hmm. And I was like, <laughs> nice, bravo, bravo. She flashes the bird really well. Now the next week, you're going from again one of the all-time greats in Toby Hooper to another all-time great, and so was uh, Poltergeist was eighty-two. Yeah. Our next film comes from nineteen eighty-one on October eighth. Uh, it, it's it's no, October fifteenth. Oh, yeah. we're closed we're on closed. the 8th. Oh, private excuse me. Event. I'm sorry. Oh, there we go. Okay, good. Thank you, guys. So on October 15th, then. We we are going back. Last year, we had Halloween, of course, because you had the new Halloween coming out. And so we, we were celebrating, you know, the anniversary of it. And when it's October and when you've got Halloween, you can't have a month go by where you're not doing something that's John Carpenter. So we thought, okay, everybody knows the Halloween score. What's another John Carpenter score that gets into people's minds and gets under their fingernails and maybe is good on a, a kind of a hard to see through night? Cold, dark night on the moors. No, on, on, so, on, so on the islands. We're, we're, of course, showing The Fog. Ah, so yes. When you get a CNC movie factory going on, a little comp- Carpenter and Cundy, and I think this is my fil- a favorite film he did with Cundy because yeah. this is... It's scary be- shit. It's a beautiful film, it's, man. It's, it's oh. scary. It's cheesy. It's entertaining. It's delightful. It's hilarious. It's just, it has everything working to its advantage. The music in it. I oh yeah that that theme when that theme kicks in you you guys last episode we're talking about Clash of the Titans when the theme kicks in when the theme from the fog kicks in you're just like and you look at that cast oh yeah well this is I think Adrian Barbeau in one of my her favorite role in here just her Barbeauist she's your nightlight magnificent in this role yep and there is a there is a jump scare in here that (laughs) oh my god and it was it was in a clip show at one point and. I I yelped out loud during the goddamn clip show when they showed it. I mean, it was I was like, "Go!" And this is again, this is one of those from the master. And mm-hmm. also, not only with CNC Movie Factory, we get a little flower on top of that there. A genius buck flower out there can't go wrong with buck. Well, that, that's what I was saying is that this cast from, from top to bottom. Of course, you've got Jamie Lee Curtis. 
you got the man with the greatest mustache mm-hmm. yes of yes. all time i don't even if he doesn't have the mustache in certain movies it's you, you still can feel it's, it it's got its own aura exactly that is the most Tom unsettling Atkins. thing in this movie actually is and the, then the the person who i always love because everybody has when it comes to these movies there's always somebody that you latch on to for the fog how holbrook there you go Hal Holbrook, come yep. on! Yep. That's, that's when he's trying to plead in the church. Yeah, you know, that the, is the scene right there. I love that scene. She's so good. Who are you going with, Amber? Same. Same. Oh yeah. yeah. Classic Hal. Yeah. Classic Hal. Hal Holbrook is great. No, it's so good. It, it's definitely one of the. I think one of the more underrated Carpenter flicks. Maybe that and yeah. Christine. Just mm-hmm. the ones that people. He's and that's what I love about Carpenter is he has a lot of those flicks. Sometimes you go, oh yeah, he did that one as well. Yeah, that's why we wanted to highlight. It. I I think it's one. Every couple of years, you you start to see a resurgence of different Carpenter films, and I feel like we're at the point that the fog is is kind of at the forefront now. Especially since we just had Halloween pass, and now everybody's like, okay, what's the next one that that we need to champion? And so it feels like the fog is the right time for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't even say it. Don't no, even I, say I, Ghost I, of Mars. Don't even say Ghost I, of Mars, man. I, whatever. <laughs> oh. Go back real quick. September 17th, Film Club. Another thing that me and you do, speaking oh, of Carpenter. That's right. We're doing a Starman, which is not horror, but it's Carpenter. It's Carpenter. It's, Carpenter. it's a sci-fi it's, romance, it's, which you never thought you would hear those words yeah. in the same sentence. Tear-inducing. Yes. Yeah. I am going to sob. Flowers. I am going to sob uncontrollably. Because it'll be my first time seeing it on the big screen. And I remember watching this movie for the first time. I was like, your God, he's beautiful. <laughs> And the deer, and he will know what to do with it. Ah, ah. I have a whole box. The two of them, the two of them, those two leads together is just, yeah, it's perfect. This movie is magical. Just the two of them together. I can't wait. And that's a classic. The other, oh yeah, Carpenter did that one as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that's perfect. That's not Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Thank you, thank you. That's (laughs) the opposite end of the spectrum there. So yeah, I remember why Carp. We don't remember Carpenter had that one on his resume. (laughs) So then from October fifteenth with the fog, then on October twenty second, and this is another one. Amber, if this one doesn't scare you, you're already dead. I know. I you're gonna play a good game, boy. Oh, Adrian, what are we uh, checking out there? We are checking out the only time that I will uh, say thank you to J.J. Abrams because we are showing Phantasm remastered, a 4K ah, remaster. Nice. Which is it's funny to think of you know how kind of cheaply the movie was made at the time, but how good it looks in that remaster. That just them when you have a good restoration of an old film, it's probably one of the most beautiful things that you will ever a see. A good one, a good one when done right, and when one exactly. deserves and needs to be. Because yeah. we've seen ones where it's got a restorator and like ooh, but this one, this this ooh. is so so beautiful. so Amber. What do you know of this particular film with Phantasm? There's a big giant pinball. That's okay. That's and the yeah. dude from the Fangoria magazine commercials. Oh, the dad couldn't wait. And there's a kid. <laughs> so an old man and his balls and the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's basically, that's basically, that's basically except it. For, except for you're 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 uh, speaking about Mount Rushmore, and when it comes to uh, horror leads, I think that there's definitely a place 
on the mountain, or maybe it's the one that they're trying to build on the side of it. For De- Reggie? Definitely belongs to one Reggie Bannister. No, he has an ice cream shop in the souvenir thing. That's that's his thing, <laughs> Reggie's ice cream. Well, on the on this the backside, what most people don't know is on the backside of that Mount Rushmore, there's a garage for the Hemikuda. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. and I'll say this, Amber. I think this is probably another one that's probably one of the more wonderfully weird films you'll see on Terror yes. Tuesday. But it's also oddly charming, oh but ultimately it's a film that gives us the phrase and one that we can kind of utilize with a lot of genre fans do, but the phrase Coscarellian, because uh, with Don Coscarelli film... You're going to say yep. a lot of what the fuck. Remember, okay, cool. do you remember? Do you remember Bubba Hotep? Bubba Hotep, yeah. same guy. <laughs> same, same guy. And was that not a great experience? That was a fantastic film. You were, I watched you gonna... it as soon as I got home, because yeah. I was like, I need to watch this again. Now, now that you've seen it, you will see the precursor yeah. to the beetle in the bedpan. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, man. I'm well, sold. Yeah, the beetle in the bedpan is... is <laughs> there, there's like four scenes that's beetle in the bedpan bed in, this, in this one. Oh, but it's I, so good. But it's... it's it's a, Lots of times when people say dream logic when it comes to a movie, it's usually like not the greatest thing in the world. But Phantasm is one of those few movies that works with dream logic that, that you enjoy because it's confounding... It's weird, but you love it nonetheless. I call him kind of an American Fulci occasionally, the way he kind of approaches some of his material, where it just lets a little He's off. He's got the goop. He's got he the does. goop. He does. There's some weird stuff that goes with that. One of my absolute favorite scenes in that movie, and in probably... Don't, not ru- don't ruin it. Don't no, ruin no, it. No, 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 no. It's, not, it's, not, it's not a spoiler <laughs> or a ruin it at all. But one of my favorite scenes, and all visually, in a lot of even the genre, is when the tall man's walking down the street... And, and the, oh, the ice, ice cream. cream. He just embraces it. Oh, and just I the gate. I love that scene. The, 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 the slow gate. motion gate while he's just taking the stroll. And you're just like, yes. oh, man. It's, it's, it's like he's, scene. he's coming into your nightmare. Yeah, yeah. he is. It's great. It's And it's not a spoiler. Yeah. It's a no. random ass scene in a random ass movie. But it's wonderful. I'm glad you're getting to see this for the first time on the big screen in such a setting. Oh, it's Angus. Because cool. we've seen the transformative power of the original Phantasm. Yes. And we've seen the transformative power of Phantasm Ravenger. So again, 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 again one one is one is Starman and one is, is a... Invisible Man. Yep. <laughs> Boo. Uh, we love you, Don. Uh, well, Even again, though Don's not to blame for that one. So doing speaking of restoration and closing oh. out the month of October, <sighs> we we have a story Ooh. with this one. Please so. tell us tell us what we are closing everything. When out your on boyfriend Tuesday. hugs you from behind. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> So we, and and for for lots of these things, Amber and I like to plan in advance. We like to get together and go, okay, what what can we do? We we've got to top, you know, the last couple months that we're we've been doing. What can we top now? We plan in January. Oh God, I'm so excited for January. I can't say anything. We can't say anything. But January, these two hosts right here will will basically probably get the vapors and fall over once we once we show that we'll excellent uh, excellent but, but this movie uh, we've been trying to put together since i think back in may and for a period of time it was basically unavailable so much so that the the main people who had the rights to the film for a long period of time on their website when you went to booking down in the corner before you chose anything else no it said no there are no bookings for big this red movie. letters no so we were we were sad and then magically Amber sends me a message several weeks ago, a little over a month now, going, "Hey, we were we were able to to get this. There, there's a chance that we can get that movie." And I'm like, "Yes," because it was. We thought we did Halloween, 
we, we need to have a movie that everybody wants to come out for, that everybody wants to see on the big screen and owes himself. And that as year and year goes by, the fandom for it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And we are showing a 4K restoration of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Opening with Hooper and closing with Hooper in such a way to do it. And that's it. Okay, so Texas Chainsaw, Amber. <laughs> you know, my, my dad, he makes a great head cheese. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, see, you got to do it. You got to do it just right. You got to do it. You got to hit it hard. Now, is the this The first time be... I saw that movie, I was like, is that Andrew W.K.? <laughs> <laughs> it's time to slaughter that slaughter. <laughs> we kill what we like and we like, but we kill. <laughs> just like, oh, man. And then... <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, yeah, whether Grandpa. or not you're a raspberry fan but i love the fact that you're going from pieces in september where you yes. don't have to be in texas to have a chainsaw massacre to the original the one that a lot of people i guarantee you're probably going to see a lot of people seeing it for first the first time. first time and i think that's one of the beautiful things about texas chainsaw massacre there's a handful of movies a handful of good horror movies that will say that has this as you were saying transformative power and that's because you it's a film that when you mention it to people, people are like, oh, that's that's gross, isn't it? That's really gory. That's really over the top. And then they see it and they're like, that was a great movie. That That's really legitimately good. And it's not as, sorry, I just oh, killed the oh, tiara. God damn it. Oh, we're going, we're, ta- we're talking about checks the main song. Exactly. Taking off right now. Jill um, is freaking out right now. I'm telling you right now. Not please. It's okay. His family. We're, we're, we're showing this movie so GGP's okay. That's That's fine. But when you see it, you're like, oh, that's not that's not what I was expecting. It's a lot better because it doesn't have that. So many people think that it's just dripping with gore. Right. But there's not a grossness. Drop of blood of the movie except when he cuts his hand. They, I mean, there is blood, you know, when you're... Well, it's a movie that has a reputation. It's, exactly. It's a film that carries with it a lot of weight, but it's a film yeah. that I would call a capital F film. There mm-hmm. are some shots in here. Daniel Pearl's work is Ooh. stunning. Um and we did a commentary with Jill Gavargazian on this one. And also, if you guys haven't had a chance uh, to contribute, she is a local Kansas City filmmaker. Obviously, if you know our, uh, the listen to the podcast, we are in fact next month. The next week's episode is actually going to be devoted to that uh, donate to the stylist film if you can, because yeah. that's what that's what the Texas Chainsaw Massacre has uh, inspired. It's exactly. Mm-hmm. How many years later? It's a film mm-hmm. that continues to terrorize, yeah. inspire, and do so many crazy things. It's, and as I know, I know we're we're recording this or before it's being put out and something's happening, but we're actually going to have uh, Jill give a little spiel at at Creep Show because she's part of the Kansas City community, mm-hmm. which she's amazingly talented. Mm-hmm. And we were showing a, a, a film that's, you know, an anthology. That's a whole bunch of short films. That's how she started out. And so we wanted her to reach out to the community because, you know, and if you go on to the Kickstarter page, she even mentions that Texas Chainsaw was oh, yeah. was one of the ones that inspired, you know, this character. And it's just still today, this movie being as old as it is, still influencing all these people, still terrorizing all these people. While we're on the Jill train real quick, if you haven't seen the stylist, she's showing it online for yep. free. Please go check it out. It's amazing. Yeah. But Texas Chainsaw is an absolute masterpiece without any hyperbole. It's. It's not like it's not an Ari Aster like greatest genre <laughs> horror movie of all time. It literally is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Yeah. It's a film that terrifies you and it's a film that you feel when yeah. the, there are certain yeah. scenes 
that happened that you were like, oh, God, I felt that. Mm-hmm. Oh, or when she gets, uh, when she's running through the woods and she gets her hair tangled yeah. in the trees. And that was not only terrifying, but I was like You're grabbing doing... my own hair, trying to get the tangles out it's, to it's run an away. Experience. And like Leatherface, the whole family is just like, oh, my God, how off are these people? And this is why I don't go camping. I don't make <laughs> stops you. on road trips. Thank you. Just those shitty barbecue places in the middle of nowhere. No, pass, no. pass, hard no. pass. See, it's good to know that genius. You weren't the only person affected affected early on where you was like, no, I'm going to live my life per horror movie rules. <laughs> right? But yet here you guys are today. Yeah. Alive. It. Exactly. exactly. You exactly. don't stop at truck stops. No. You don't stop at Rinky Dink uh, anywhere that has a clown face on it. You Amber, don't live in I, Texas. I, actually, don't live. Mm. I, I love clowns. Not I'll a deal breaker. <laughs> I'll go to clown places. Not a deal breaker. Not a deal breaker at all. Amber, will you step on a grate? No. Okay. There you go. Because no. that's where the chuds live. God, they just come in there, and then they, they. Yeah. No. It's like the one time I broke my rule on a on a trip when I was a traveling performer, and I went to a truck stop bathroom. I had a couple friends with me. Oh my god, you gotta go. Let's just do it. And I'm like, you don't understand what happens at truck stops. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the one bathroom I select had a smiley face sticker on that. I'm like, fuck. There's werewolves here. There's werewolves. I gotta go. We are going now. We are leaving now. <sighs> but I'm not done. I don't care. <laughs> I am. And yes. you just hear 12 on pump three. Oh! <laughs> no, you live your life, and that's why you're here right now recording yeah. with us. So thank you for, thank you <laughs> for living your life that way, Amber. Yes. Well, man, okay, for, so Poltergeist, The Fog, Phantasm, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Where, yeah, you are basically, it is the, the Mount Rushmore of great horror directors. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're looking at the Terror Tuesday and you're like, okay, that's not too bad, you know, but what kind of specialty, you know, things do you have going on? Well, as it turns <sighs> out, we have a few other things. Uh, in September, we brought you I Drink Your Blood with Lynn Lowry. Well, here on October 9th, this is another one that I love the fact that it we live in Kansas City. We get a choice of something like this here. And Obviously, on the podcast, we love the Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've devoted a commentary on it. In fact, you are on said commentary track. Um, less said about Serbian film, the better. But <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a I'm combined sorry. effort on that particular one. But on October 9th, um, and we've talked about the communal experience being in the theater. Mm-hmm. But also, and I'll just say this now, everyone that's here talking on this podcast, everyone that's here in my house, I did not know you guys probably 10 plus years ago for the most part. And it's through the power of genre films that I've made you guys not only as like podcast partners, guests, but legitimate friends. And there's something to be said for the the healing power of horror genre in itself. And it's perfect because the Wolfman's got nards, a little documentary all about the Monster Squad, but it goes into that. So how did this come about here, gang? I got an email and I went, yeah, okay. <laughs> damn it, damn it. I'm getting ready to cry. Establish the story. Like, I worked really hard across the mountain. Now I got an email saying, you want to do it? Sure. So a wizard came to my house. Right, there we go. And said, Dracula I got down. this ring and you got to get rid of it. And you got to take these Monster Squad dudes with you. And you got to hit up Kansas City to do this documentary. Portal opened up. Portal and- opened. Pegasus came flying out. Did you at least say it like a spell or two, an incantation? Did a scary German guy come and, I, my and, incantation and ask for your nearest Vergen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my incantation was uh, the Captain Planet theme song. Hey, again, our powers combined. Scary. That 
so scary. We, so what uh, what can we tell us a little bit more about it? Because this is obviously it's going to be screening of the documentary, and yes. then and we're also going to have uh, the wonderful Andre Gower from Monster Squad, nice. who who he uh, he co-directed the documentary. And the documentary itself actually has ties to the Alamo Draft House, and that's because part of like I think it was the final leg of working on the documentary was one to two years ago at Fantastic Fest. He actually had a big thing that he wanted to do because he knew, okay, you've got America's biggest genre film festival. You've got all these people who love these cult films, who love movies like Monster Squad. That's the perfect place for it. And so he actually shot in the highball for for part mm-hmm. of it. And I know that I believe he did some interviews um, yep. with some of the people who were in attendance because if you've never been to Fantastic Fest, it's great because not only do you have all these great movies that are showing, but you usually have a whole bunch of talent. In the last couple of years, there's been a couple documentaries that were able to get together with different actors and directors and writers and everything who were at the festival to work on it. Because that's how the uh, the psycho documentary about the shower scene, a uh, part of the uh the interviews that went on there were because of that. And I believe that Andre was able to do some of that. I don't know 100%, but I know that he did shoot there. And so that's really cool to be able to have that to come to our Alamo because of that. And I'm lucky enough, and I'm, I'm basically telling myself every single day, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Both of you. I wish you got. I'm, Same. I'm instilling <laughs> this confidence and esteem right, with both right. of you here. I'm, this is I'm driving me nuts. JD, what would genius do? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, oh no. I'm not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, but I'm not saying that. <laughs> that's oh. a contingency we don't push oh, there, that's, my I won't be asked to moderate another Q&A if I do that. <laughs> But I, I'm going to be moderating a Q&A with Andre Gower, and I, I'm I'm going to mess up on the other guy's name at the moment. But there, he, he's the, the guy who helped write uh, the documentary and put okay. it together. Um, so we're going to do that. So that it's going to be a fun time. If you love the Monster Squad, yep. if you love Just documentaries about horror films, which in the last like five to ten years, we've had some amazing things. Mm-hmm. And this movie slates right with them so it, it's going to be just a, a great and a, fantastic night it's a love fest for the it most is. part and it's one of those things again a lot of us grew up we a lot of us had like litmus test films mm-hmm. and those were those certain films where you could throw out a title you could throw out a line from the movie and if someone picked up on it you just immediately like it was you know yeah. just mm-hmm. short speak you know you just, you spoke our language it was just always nice and what's his name monster what's that for monster squad what's his name doctor are you talking about action <laughs> Oh, Horace, Horace, of course, of course, sorry. The name's Horace. That's that, that's, that's what I used to be able to do back in the day, is that if, if my friends were coming over to see a horror marathon and stuff like that, I'd come out front and I'd say, my name's Horace. And they'd throw back another line from the movie and we'd go inside. We were good yeah. to go. Everyone had their own little monster clubs as it was, the yeah. little monster squad. So that looks like a lot of fun. Make sure and check that out. Now, obviously, if you went back to our last episode, we were talking movie marathons. And <laughs> Woo, I can't wait. Of course, we, we're doing individual films and events, but uh, don't worry, we do have your marathon needs kept on October 19th, coming back to the Alamo Draft House. Dismember the Alamo. Ooh, this one's going to be fucking fun. You guys, first of all, I want to give a shout out to, to you two gentlemen, because I think one of the best weekends in Kansas City 
is the weekend that surrounds Dismember the Alamo because you guys literally go insane because you have Nerdoween that you do. That's your, your little triple feature. Yep. And then you followed up the next night with Dismember the Alamo with four films. And so if there's anyone who's like, oh, these guys are just, you know, they're getting to talk about movies. It's oh. fun. Over. No, no, no. Th this is the time. These guys bend over backwards to set up these two events, get very little sleep. That's and, true. and, That's and put true. on I, I still get my sleep, on, on, on a great show and well, thanks, so the, the, the thanks, fact dude. that you guys do that and I know that 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 Amber she wields her weird yes. magic to be able to to pull these films together so, so I, I, I know nothing I, I know nothing about this that this Good. lineup sometimes somebody spoils it to me well, on no. accident no, no but all, all I know nope, about nope, this nope all I know about this is I overheard a conversation where somebody was like, well, what do I need to know about this about this lineup? And uh, I can't remember if it was Amber or Greg who was saying to somebody that the biggest point of contention with this one was how to line up the films to make sure that people had a point where it was safe to eat during it. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying like we bend over backwards for a marathon. That's kind of funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> but we do have four mystery horror films. Uh, you don't know what the lineup is, of course, until we unleash it upon you. And of Unleash course, is the proper word. It truly is. And uh, not only four films, but we've got two on 35 millimeter. So again, thank you to Megan in the booth for making all that thank happen. You, again, Harry Housen, of course. Megan in the booth is fucking rad. And we locked this lineup down a little while ago, and it was fun to actually have Amber experience this because oh, as we were kind of walking through everything, there were a few films you were seen for the first time and genius and i of course we would hold our breath when we'd be like oh i hope she's gonna dig this one it's like or she's gonna be like um number i said one. you guys. play yes. by play yeah. photos of one yes. of them we're, like, we're wondering we're like did, we did the, don't step foot in the alamo again exactly. you guys are not allowed to host <laughs> when, we're like <laughs> when, when, you, when you when you saw the photos did the little genius giggle come out knowing that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I watched the screener and then I turned around and watched it again with my mom because I was like, Mom, we got to talk about this. And then so, afterwards she was, that was actually a pretty delightful film. You know, it was interesting. It was interesting enough to keep me hooked. For this. And then at the end, I was, that's, wow, that, that was pretty one, cool. That, that, <laughs> no, that's, that's wonderful. So, so we do have four films here now. Again, they all are a mystery. Now, last year, we give you a theme, because there's always a theme with everything. Last year was school-based horror. Mm -hmm. In fact, we had a curriculum put mm -hmm. together <laughs> where we had a sociology entry with Splatter Alamo University. Yeah. <laughs> we had entomology with Creepers, which was mm -hmm. the 35-millimeter screening. We had anatomy and physiology for Reanimator. That yep. was a beautiful 4K. Yeah. And then yes, music class. And then, yeah, music, free space. Uh, <laughs> no, was, it was the after school special. <laughs> yes, uh, 35 of Lost it Boys. It was the cautionary stay in school. Yes, it mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. And again, we're going to have the 235 now. So Which the, we're going to be doing a movie party for Lost Boys on, on October oh, 1st. I, I'll still believe. I yes, you believe. get inflatable yeah. saxophone. Oh, I'm going to say, <laughs> you, you, you have to be greased up first? Yeah, you get baby oil and you get a saxophone. There we go. Put it together. So here on the uh, the episode, I we were talking to you, Amber. Um, we would not keep things secretly here, but you said we might be allowed to yeah, go ahead and reveal the thing here. Go ah! for it. So there's a number of ways we can say this, and ultimately we're gonna throw we're gonna throw out everything we put here. But initially, here on October 9th, uh, dismember the Alamo. You will be consumed by the 80s mm -hmm. um another one we threw out was consumption junction what's your function putting things in places that <laughs> they really don't belong 
you will be consumed. All of our films come from the 1980s. Uh, we are going to have a good old time. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything, but I feel like I'm going to hate you guys at one point. No, you're this. no. no you're, I think you're well, well, that no. first one. Uh, well, well, the first one. <laughs> the first one. Okay, they, they, the first they, they know one. They're, they're, the, these three people are are some of the few people who know oh. that there's a couple of movies that I'm not okay with. So I'm worried. Well, it's, it's, we're going to show a there. Serbian film four times in a row. <laughs> No, what's funny is actually with all four films, it's kind of fun because I can say with all four of them, I'm seeing them for the first time in some way. Ooh. So the first one, I think everyone is probably going to see for yeah, the first everyone's time. Everyone's going to see for the first time. Yes, it's never been played in the States before. There we go. Second one is going to be the first time for me on the big screen. Yes. Same. Okay. Same. Mm-hmm. The third one for me will be a first time on the big screen as well. No. No. Oh, uh, no for me. Oh, for you? I was not. You weren't I was there. Not. Okay, and then the right. other one is the okay. first time on 35, so I cannot wait. This is going to be a Oh, blast. yeah. I, I can't wait for the first one to see if there is a way that I... I'm sure Adrian, like, excuse there, there's, me, there, There's a chance that I may have seen it because back in the, in, in the college days when... Some, I, when eBay was was more forgiving and and was flooded with a whole bunch of Region Zero DVDs back in the day, it, it'll probably happen. I know I guarantee you with the crowd that we pull in for for and just let's face it, you know, with any of the genre stuff that we screen, whether yeah. you know it's Video Vortex, the uh, you know Terror Tuesday Film Club. There's always a certain breed of people that come in, and it's our breed. It is our yeah. people. And I, I was going to say, I'm somebody who's owned three different copies of in three different formats of uh, Cemetery Man. I owned the VHS <gasps> back in the I was day. Just talking about that. I movie owned today. the uh, what was known as the uh, I almost said Jean Claude Van Damme, but it was kind of the same J uh, C V D or whatever. That it was a uh, it was basically like. Mini CDs, the mini that you had. Things. yeah, yeah. That, that it would be on like two movies. I owned it on that, and then I owned the DVD when it came out. So yeah, I, I'm somebody who goes out of my way to 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 have things. So I'm there's a chance that I'll be the dork who's like, I I had a copy. Uh, excuse me, I'm back I'm, in the I'm day. Problem. The problem. This is not a proper restoration. Where is it? <laughs> God, that blew me out, dude. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. That's the excitement and passion exactly. that these kind of things inspire. Uh, but no, and, and ultimately, thank you guys for allowing that kind of little, you know, bunch of people to cultivate around on a Tuesday night, man. It's appreciated because, like I said, it gets me through the the weekday, and then obviously, you know, the weekend, you know, you know, it 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 bids you. But Tuesdays, man, there's something about them. I do appreciate that. This member's going to be ooey gooey fun. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No, and it's. Diddly. And yes. if again, truly squiddly To make sure you're finding this out again, you can see this all on Facebook on Nightmare Junket under events. Um, also, obviously, at the Adra- Alamo Draft House, multiple ways to find out all these things that are coming up. Alamo app, um, alamo.com. So, yeah. Don't don't bother us about how oh, it's playing. Just use the goddamn app. You know, I mean, if you, October if will be on sale soon. Good. If, if, you're, if you're so not sure. If you're not sure for for the Alamo, you can easily just put in uh, Alamo Main Street, and one of the first things that'll pop up is this nice little thing that says calendar, Calendar. Mm -hmm. and it'll literally put everything that's available on sale is there in one place. Just open 50,000 tabs to buy all the tickets you want. Perfect. So again, where can those uh, people find you out on the interwebs with that? Drafthouse.com, Facebook, Alamo, Kansas City, Instagram, at Alamo Casey, and Twitter, also at Alamo Casey. I'm at Yo Adrian Torres, and then of course we'll have episodes probably dropping in the middle of the month or beginning of next month for uh, Horrorversary. We've got you guys are gonna be coming on and doing an episode for uh, 
uh, the Burbs. We mentioned the wonderful Jill Six will be coming on to do Idle Hands. Excellent. Um, Sawa is family. I've, I've got I've got some some wonderful people who lined up that we're trying to figure out dates, but I've got uh, Trace Thurman from Horror Queers and uh, Bloody Disgusting who's going to be on. Your, your guys's friend of the, of the show, Patrick Bromley, will Excellent. be be coming on. So we've got a nice. whole a whole bunch of people who are set up. And I'm looking times. forward to that coming back into the rotation. It's been missed. Uh, so thank you for allowing us to, to help you out with that. As always. So, and, th- th- and thank you, Genius, for sitting in on this uh, behind the curtain here. Genius just got back from like Omaha, straight back, like <laughs> literally, you know, rolled out of his car, rolled into the headphones, and the mic was like, let's go do this. So, man, thank you for doing this. Absolutely, Hopefully, get home, dude. get some rest there. So, until next week when uh, we've got royalty here in the house, this is Greg D. Yeah, I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. <laughs>